this week, I, I was asking God, it's like, man, I'm, I'm just being too nice. You know, you got to understand, so I'm much better at, I can't say beating the hell out of people, but than I am beating heaven in. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's more my, I'm more of a prophet, you know? And I don't mean hell in a nasty way. I mean, there is a hell, and I mean it that way, all right? And, but, but God said, dude, you got to understand, these people come to church, but then all week, Satan is just beating the heaven out of them. You know? And, 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 and I don't want you to feel alone. If you feel like you're just getting battered and battered and bashed and boom and boom and bada bing, bada boom, don't feel alone. In fact, if you're getting pushed back and Satan's trying to come at your head and your heart and your body and your life, good. Because if he ain't, you're moving in the same direction. Then you're really in a big heap of trouble, boy. Now, you young people don't know what that means, but, but we old people do. This passage of Scripture in Romans 8, I hope you're getting it. I really do. I, I hope you're catching it. I, I hope it's something that's sticking. I really do. Because it started out with, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Think about that. Y'all must have missed it. I'll say it again. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Are you getting that one? Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I should have been a brother. I should have been in a black church. You know what I'm saying? It's just more my style. You know, it really is. You know, they, they kind of, they might even know what, not know what you're saying, but they're saying amen and hallelujah and preach it, you know? Uh, white people are like, stop! But, um, but, but no, I, I want you to get it. I want you to understand this. I want you to make this a part of your life. When you walk out of there, out of here, and, and Satan comes at you and says you're unworthy and you're worthless and you're, 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 you're just nothing and, and you're going to sin and you're going to uh, have destruction in your life, you look at him and say, there is therefore no condemnation in me, around me, for me, because I am in Christ Jesus. Amen? Are you with me? Are you, are you with me there? I want you to get that. Because so many people, they, they feel like, oh, well, you know, church just tells me how bad I am. And too many churches do. That's, that's what they're all about. You know, they hand out, you know, tracks with flames on it, make you feel like you're already there. You know, and, and just, oh, I want you to understand something. If you enter into Christ, he enters into you. You ain't got nothing eternally to worry about. Nobody's got anything for you. Then verse 2 says, listen, you are born under a law, not a sort of, a law of sin and death and destruction. You don't believe me? Go work in the nursery for an hour. And I'm serious. Them kids are crazy. You know? And the thing is, is that, man, they just, man, they're, they're, they're just nuts. And it, it's living proof of inherited depravity. I mean, it, it is amazing, you know. You, nobody's played with a toy for six years. One of them picks it up, they all want it. Kind of sounds like adults, doesn't it? You know. But the reality is, you know, when we enter into Christ 
and His Holy Spirit enters into us. We are set free from the law, the law of sin and death. Are you set free? Or are you still shucking and jiving with it? I'm serious. If you are, that ain't God's fault. And don't you dare blame the preacher. He done told you ten times. That ought to be enough. If there's garbage in your life that you know shouldn't be there, then make a decision to follow God in that verse and say, that's gone. No more. No more, man. That trash ain't there no more. You know, you got no place. So get on down the road. Amen? You know? Verse 4 says, man, everything. Anybody else grow up in a church? They're just 10,000 rules. Anybody here grow up in a church like that? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. There was rules to explain the rules. I'm serious. You know? And every time I did something, well, you ain't supposed to be doing that. And I tell them old people, you just write me a list, tell me what I can do. They didn't like me, and I didn't like them all that much either. You know, that's why I got spankings all the time. You know? I want you to understand. Every one of those rules has already been covered. I'll say it again, because y'all missed it. Every one of those rules and laws and things you don't think you can keep up with has already been covered by Jesus Christ on the cross when he said, it is finished, it is completed, I got it all done. Are you living that? Are you living that? Are you thinking that? Are you loving that way? Are you leaving this place? And as soon as you walk out the door, you know the evil one's on your head. Well, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. You didn't do that very well. You know, so-and-so's probably not going to like it. You do this or you wore that. Who cares? Amen? Who cares? You know? All that matters is here, and he already did everything. Amen? You can smile. Go ahead. You can act like you're enjoying yourself. I know it's church. Church doesn't have to always be boring. You know? I hear what I'm saying. We are mortals. But verse 11 talks about the fact that God sends His Holy Spirit into our mortal bodies. And He transforms every area of our life that we allow Him. i got to say something there. If you've got rooms in your life, or you've got areas of your life, or you've got things you've never bothered to give to God, gave to, what did I just say? If you've got things you've never given to God because you're afraid he might be mad at you if he found out, let me help you with something. He kind of already knows. Okay? You might as well give it to him and let him clean that trash up. Are you with me? Are you with me? You know? I, I want you to hear this. You know, if there's stuff in your head that doesn't belong, deal with it. Amen? Deal with it, man. By the power of God's Holy Spirit, deal with it. Don't be out there shucking and jiving. Well, God understands. He understands you got sin in your life, and he died and rose again and sent his Holy Spirit to deal with it. Oh, but you don't understand. 
my problem's bigger than everybody else. Oh, hush. Hush. I didn't say shut up this time. I said hush. Are you with me? Enough. Stop making silly excuses. Allow God's Holy Spirit to come in with all the truth necessary, all the conviction necessary, all the power of the cross and the resurrection necessary to deal with that stuff, whatever it might be. And don't you let anybody, including your doctor, tell you you can't. Are you with me? Are you with me? Anybody with me? Seriously. Come on. It's a, this is church, but it's, it's not supposed to be a place where you're an audience. You're supposed to be learning. You're supposed to be digesting this stuff, ingesting this stuff, digesting this stuff, integrating this stuff into every area of your life. Are you with me? You know, you get to first 14 to 17. I would, you can't forget this part, man. Because the Holy Spirit has entered into you, and now you are living and operating by the person of God's Holy Spirit, you need to hear this. Now you're a child of God. You're an adopted prince or princess of this universe because your dad, your actual dad, anybody else, my dad was a knucklehead. He'll listen to this, but he was a knucklehead just like his son is a knucklehead. Amen. His name's John Charles Letterman. My name's John Charles Letterman. And the other John Charles Letterman knucklehead standing in the back. All right. And she wouldn't allow a fourth one. Just want you to know, she wouldn't allow a fourth one. She needs Jesus in her heart. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. We could change his name, though. Um, But seriously, guys, you're a prince or princess in this universe. When you walk out of here and Satan starts to tell you you're a nothing, Satan starts to tell you you're worthless. Satan starts to tell you, you're just not worthy of anything. I want you to look him straight in the, ma- in the eye and, 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 and look at his big old fat mouth. And you take that passage of scripture and say, no, dude. Stuff it right in like Jesus did. Stuff it right in and say, no. I am an adopted child of the king. You got nothing on me. Well, you ain't got nothing. No, I ain't got nothing now. But I've got an inheritance that's an inheritance that Jesus Christ has. So one of these days, I'm going to have some. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to have some. You know, I ain't got no rich uncles. But I got a rich daddy. Amen. And some of these days, I look forward to heaven. No more. I am so looking forward. It is, I, I hate going to Wawa and can't get none of them tasty cakes. You know what I'm saying? Man, in heaven, I'm going to sit under the Tasty Cake tree. There's already a picnic. I'm sure others are the same way. And I'm just going to eat them pies all day long. I just am. Amen? You know? And I ain't going to drink Diet Coke. I'm going to drink Coke with vanilla in it. You know? I mean, I'm serious, man. You know? Why mess and shuck a jive with the trash of this world when one of these days we're going to have everything we ever wanted? And more. We, I, I, think, I think we could just invent stuff there. You know, it's, it's, it's just going to be powerful. It's, it's going to be awesome. It really is. It moves on and it talks about the fact that, that even when I don't know how to pray, when I don't know how to handle life, somehow he prays for me. You know, do you ever run up against them things? And things in your head and your heart and your life and you're like, 
What's that? Do you ever run up against stuff that you can't get rid of? Anybody here ever have an attitude? Anybody? You know, they, I wrote a, somebody wrote a book, Sporting a Tooth. You know, sometimes I just cop a tooth. Anybody else? Oh, don't be pointing at your granddaughter, man. That's cold. Not even you point back. But sometimes you're just sporting a tooth, and you know it ain't helping your relationships. Don't be pointing at Beth either. You know? No, sometimes you just, I don't know about you, but I don't even know why I got it. Anybody else? Sometimes you can identify. Well, he was a jerk, or she was a jerk, or whatever. Sometimes I got an attitude, and I don't even know why I got it. I just have it. And I can sit there and act like I don't have it, but I have it. Sometimes I don't know how to, I don't even know how to pray. Sometimes I don't know what to say. I mean, after the 500th time you said, God, help me, and he ain't, there's something really you really need to deal with there, and for some reason I ain't staying long enough to find out what it is. Amen? But he'll pray for you. He knows what it is. He knows what that core of that is. He really does, whether you do or not. And he loves you. And when you run out of words, he'll begin praying. Lots of times our prayers are words. They, they, we all know it. You know, now I lay me down to sleep. Rub-a-dub-dub. Thanks for the grub. Yay, God. You know, it's about as deep as they are sometimes. But after that, he who knows the will of the Father and knows the struggles of my mind and heart takes over. <laughs> and he somehow puts that all together, doesn't he? Huh? Amen? It is powerful. It really, really is. I know I'm skipping a lot, but two weeks ago we talked about the verse that says, If God be for me, who can be against me? That's the attitude you need to have. Man, when you leave this place, you don't need to walk, you need to strut. Blow the chest, suck in the gut. And just say, you know what? There ain't nothing out here that's got anything for the God who lives within me. My Heavenly Father's got everything under control. He's more mighty and powerful than anything I will ever run into today or this week or forever. Amen? Are you living it? And then last week we talked about the fact that the God who was willing to give us the greatest gift in all of human history, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. If he did that, why in the world would he all of a sudden stop and not give us everything we need? Why do we feel like paupers too often? Why do we go out of this place and, oh, I hope I get by. Stop! You're a prince. 
You're a princess. You've got an inheritance. You've got the Spirit of God. If He be for you, and He is, who could be against you? And now, every day, He will provide anything and everything you need to be the man or woman He created you to be. Are we living it? Or do we just know it? Powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. And that's the introduction to our sermon. Y'all thought, it's over. No, it's just starting. <laughs> but you've got to go home and watch an hour of television. You might as well have an hour of good stuff. Amen. Romans 8, 33. Romans 8, 33 says, Who will or can bring any charge or accusation against those whom God has chosen? I'll say it again because y'all must have missed it. Who will be able to bring any charge or accusation against those whom God has chosen? Amen. Amen. I want you to understand something. If you're in Christ, you are chosen. Ephesians 1.4 says that you were chosen by name to be on God's team before God even created the world. Are you with me? With my name. With your name on it. You know? The word there for chosen is ecclesia. Doesn't that thrill your ever-loving heart? But I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. What's happening there is God is calling his people. And he's calling everyone because everyone, he wants everyone to be saved. He wants everyone to be the elect. He wants everyone to be chosen and understand they're chosen. Are you with me? Okay. If you're in him and he's in you, you're part of the elect. You're part of the chosen. You're part of the ones that God has called forth for himself to glorify him. Now let's take a minute. Are you part of the ecclesia? Or you just go to church? Are you one of the ones that you know God has called me to himself? I have entered into him and almighty God has entered into me. Are you that? Are you that person? Do you know for sure? If not, this is a good day to know for sure. Amen? So very, very, very important. Guys, that's something we've got to nail. That's something we've got to get down. That's something we've got to decide. That's something we've got to know as we walk out of this place. I'm one of them. Are you one of them? If you're not sure, this is a good day to make sure. This is a good day to say, you know what? I don't know. But I'm going to know before I leave. Very, very important. Amen? I find most people, even those who call themselves Christians, feel pretty poorly about themselves. They feel pretty lonely. 
they feel pretty hurting. They feel at least somewhat hopeless. They feel a lot helpless lots of times. They feel like, I just, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to deal with this, you know? Um, Very, very, very important stuff, you know? But I think it's very important for you to get down today that when you are God's, when you are in Him, you have been justified, made right eternally by God Almighty. So when the evil one comes to you and tells you, oh, well, you're too bad, you look at him and say, so's the preacher. Amen? Amen? You know? Right back at you, buddy. Amen? It's okay. You look at him and you say, listen, I gave my life to God and God gave his life for me. And when I gave my life for God, he covered me with his blood and he clothed me in his righteousness. I am his child. He made me right. He justified me. And you sorry sucker, there ain't nothing you can do about it. I'm serious. Because I don't know about you, but I get those feelings and those thoughts quite often. You're just worthless. You ain't nothing. You ain't never done nothing worth anything. Anybody else get those feelings? You know, well, you know, I'm never going to be able to live up to all that stuff that those church people tell me I got to do. You know, I ain't never going to please everybody. Let me help you with that. I ain't never, I don't care about pleasing. But I ain't never going to please everybody. You know, my goodness. It's time for you to decide. I am a member of the ecclesia. I am a member of the church of Jesus Christ. I am a member of the family of God. I am an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I am covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am clothed in his righteousness. I am filled with his love and his holiness. I just flat out am, and the bottom line is, there's nothing that can ever come at me. There is no charge that can be brought against me. There is no accusation that will ever be brought against me that the grace and the power and the love and the saving glory of God can't say, no, no, no. Are you with me? Are you with me? Guys, we got to get this one. You're a member of God's family. You're you're a member of God's kingdom. The bottom line is, I want you to hear this. No one, nothing can actually bring a charge against you that God cares about. Amen? See, so often, sometimes, the church will bring a charge against you. I love the church, but you ain't God. And the only one I actually care about is him. Amen? And it doesn't matter what man says or what man thinks. All that matters is what he thinks. And he loves me. And he's got everything under control. Let's get to the next verse. Some good stuff. Such good stuff. Who then is the one who condemns? 
don't care where you've been. And this is what I want you to tell people this week. Just tell them right at lunch. I don't care where you've been, what kind of knucklehead you've been, or what kind of awful sinful things you've done. Nobody can condemn you to a life of sin and despair and destruction because Jesus Christ died and rose again for you. Okay, tell me back what you're going to tell somebody. Isn't it about time we start telling people? This summer, I'm going to do a whole summer. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to advertise it, but I'm going to do a whole summer in Can We Save Our Country? Our country's a mess. Y'all do realize our country's a mess, right? You know, and what we are handing our children, we ought to be ashamed of. But I want you to understand something. Donald Trump, the Congress, the, the judiciary, Harrisburg, none of those people are going to lead us out of this mess. We can. You and I can. Amen? Because we're the church. We're supposed to be the leaders. The problem is we sit in our little cocoons here and we're afraid to tell anybody who we are and what, what God can do in their lives. Amen? Please hear me. This is, this is so very, very, very important. I, I want you to understand that. It's time. For us to believe that. Because when you believe that, you believe that not only for yourself, but everybody in your world. If we say we love people, why would we know people that are out here being destroyed by Satan, sin, and darkness and just sit there and watch? Amen? Please hear me. Please understand what I'm saying. Who then is the one who condemns people to a life of sin and darkness and destruction and despair and depression? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also intercessing for us. Amen. Amen. And what are you saying, Pastor? Here's what I'm saying for you, the church, first. I want you to get this. There isn't anything that ever happens in your day or in your life that God doesn't already know about and doesn't already have the answer and cure for. Amen? Are you with me? I want you to get and understand nothing and no one is going to come into your life that God didn't already know what was coming, wasn't coming. God knows who's coming to your life. God knows what's coming. Y'all don't laugh at me. I'm, I'm really insecure. You know? Nothing. No one. I want you to get this. When he died and when he rose again, he already did everything that's necessary. Everything is prepared. Everything is right there for you. Whether it be mental, whether it be emotional, whether it be relational, whether it be past, present, or future. God Almighty already has everything in control. The problem is, we too often leave him out of the realities of our lives.
lives. And we kind of go, well, you know, God, I got this one. Why? You remember Joshua fit the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down? Remember that whole thing? You know, he did what God told him to do. And the walls came tumbling down. I don't know whether that's the way it actually says it, but that's a good song. But the bottom line is, within the next two chapters, all of a sudden, Israel, the same group that brought the walls down, went into this little village and told God, don't worry about it, God, we got this, and God whooped. Conquered a city, got whooped by a village. Why in the world would we ever say, nah, don't need you. Got this one. Are you with me? God Almighty has already set the stage. He's already written the story of your life. He's already got everything under control. He's already, he already knows what's coming at you in your life. He's already made uh, everything necessary ready. I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. And now... He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. The one who sits at the right hand of somebody is the one who really counts. He's got authority. He's got power. He's got the authority and power of God. And everything that comes into your life, everyone that comes into your life, every struggle, temptation, and trial that comes into your life, he's sitting next to the Father And he's saying, Letterman needs this. He's already got it. He's interceding for you. He's right there for you. If you mess up, and all of us seem to every once in a while, it's okay. He says to the dad, his father, he says, Dad, Letterman needs a good dose of whatever because he just messed up. Are you with me? Are you listening to me? Are you ready to go live this? Because I want you to get it. Nothing or no one that comes into your life is beyond his love. Nothing or no one that comes into your life is beyond his grace and his power. When you feel too weak to handle it, My Bible says it's in your weakness that his power is perfected. How about it? How about when we go out of here, we say, you know what? When when there's this voice in my head that says I'm I'm worthless, I ain't never going to accomplish anything. You ain't never going to be that person. You look at them and say, no, no. I'm justified by God Almighty. I was made right by God Almighty. Amen? And as you leave this place and you go into the real world, you just walk out of here knowing he's got everything under control. He's got all the power, all the wisdom, all the healing, all the love. He's got everything I need And all I need to do is reach out. And he's interceding for me 
sending me everything I will ever need. This is a good day to decide that. This is a good day to say, you know what? Yeah. I'm part of that ecclesia. I'm part of that group called by God, for God, to glorify God. Amen? And when I'm that, I'm just right. Because God made me right, not because I never do anything stupid. Because it doesn't seem like I go a day without doing something stupid. Amen? Amen? And no matter what I need, no matter where I'm at, Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father, intercessing, interceding for me, sending me everything I will ever need. Amen?